welcome back to another edition of 30 Rack Sports. It's Monday, December 20th, and if you're watching it all on Twitter, you will see our wonderful... Yeah, I was wearing a hat earlier, so we got... <laughs> you will see our wonderful new studio. We don't quite have the table situation together. A little bit crunched up, but yeah. we are here the in the new spot. Getting ready for Christmas. We thought with uh, some of the COVID shenanigans of the last week, a lot of games getting canceled, postponed, delayed, we would do kind of our superlative episode. We have an end-of-year episode getting planned for next week, but this, this episode we're going through our superlatives. Still got some great beer, as always, from a from a Latin-owned brewery in Ohio. Whoa. So something a little bit different. Uh, very fun beer to have. So uh, really excited about it. Might say it's magical, Greg. Some would say it's magical. But uh, before we get to that, as we always do with our intros, you know, guys, getting in the Christmas spirit. I figured, what would each of the hosts want for Christmas? So. Uh, to my right, a guy who probably needs a calendar to keep track of all the shows he's going to miss. Damn. <laughs> it's Zach. Zach, how we doing today? Yeah, fuck you. Putting man. him on blast early. Fuck yeah, I'm missing the show in a little bit. It's been a hot minute. Been a hot minute. It's been, <laughs> it's been, been a hot, hot minute. minute. Uh, I'm doing, I'm, you know, I don't know. After that, that hurt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Zach might be a little bit mopey during the show. <laughs> uh, to my left on the ones and twos, a guy who could just... Honestly, just use a nice beer during the show or because watch. normally, well, that I'll, can't be the thing anymore. Because we're doing yeah, it. I know, yeah, right? that's what yeah, I mean. You come to me now. <laughs> that's why I said normally a watch to stay on time, but now I feel like he just needs a beer to enjoy because usually he has to drink the malt liquors during this show. Ooh, oh, that is true. I do lose a lot. I, that is true. I lose a lot. I think each of us have drank one, done that once. I think you yeah, guys, I think yeah. I've done that one. No. I've only done that once. Yeah, I've only done it once. No, I've done it twice, but one of them was because I gave him, like, I I had to give him, like, seven Yeah, points. he gave me the spread oh, yeah, on that one. The, I'm yeah. at least five and one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say or, maybe excuse me, one, one and five. five. Yeah. Sorry, it's all the malt liquor. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, lastly, I feel like if you guys could give me anything, it's just a nice gift card to go into, like, a meditation class. Uh, for not those of cheese, you that don't the know, cheesecake factory? the uh, Cheesecake Factory. The Browns are playing right now. They are down 10 to nothing at halftime as we record this show. So uh, if you hear me freaking out during the rest of the show, it's just because... We'll turn it off. Massive disappointment. We'll turn it off unless you learn to be an adult and watch it like an adult. I will <laughs> never be an adult when it comes to watching the Browns. And I promise you that. There are people in Cleveland that left work early for today, sir. Oh Today's 5 p.m. I feel so bad for those people that have to sit there at that game. Oh, my gosh. Uh, for those of you not... Super familiar with this game. It was supposed to be on Saturday. Got delayed till Monday due to, at one point, the Browns had 23 of their 53-man active roster on the COVID list. It's a good bit. So, But guys, let's move on to some superlatives, some beer. But before, let's get into the headlines. Guys, first off, the Christmas season, of course, means bowl season is here. Hey-oh. The Rockets of Toledo got things started 
before the bowl season, dropping a 31-24 heartbreaker to Middle Tennessee State, where they led going into the fourth. The season rolls on in Ohio with Kent State heading to Boise to take on the Wyoming Cowboys in one of the best destination bowls, the famous Idaho Potatoes Bowl. Uh, and then the Red Hawks take the field Thursday versus UNT, not CUNT, very different, <laughs> in the Frisco Classic <laughs> to hold us over. See you next Thursday. <laughs> until the two big New Year's matchups in football. On the gridiron, we were supposed to have some Saturday and Sunday Ohio action, but unfortunately due to COVID issues, uh, the Browns-Raiders game was postponed until Monday as we record. The Browns did get a few players back from the COVID list, but are still missing several names, including both starting tackles, two safeties, several linebackers, two corners, and their top two QBs on the depth chart, leaving practice squad quarterback Nick Mullins to get the nod. Yeah. On Sunday evening, though, the Bengals game in Denver went on as scheduled, and Cincinnati survived a sloppy affair to beat the Broncos 15-10. Both teams had less than 300 total yards and less than 160 passing yards, but the Bengals' defense was able to step up to launch Cincy into first place in the AFC North. For now. For now. Uh, for the winter sport, for the winter sports, the Omicron variant of COVID is kind of ravaging the schedule. In the pro ranks, the Jackets have not played since Thursday and will have a 10-day break after three straight games have been postponed due to COVID outbreaks. Cavs are in a similar spot, having their game Sunday night postponed after seven players were put onto the COVID list following Saturday night's win in Milwaukee. As of now, their game versus the Celtics is still on, but who really knows at this point. In the college ranks, two Ohio games were affected by the outbreak as well, with Ohio State having to pull out of the CBS Sports Classic and their game versus Kentucky with COVID issues, while the Bearcats ended up matching up with Division II Ashland on Saturday after Texas Southern announced they would be unable to play the game. With conference play right around the corner, or already started in some cases, hopefully things can get under control before the bigger games start, guys. Those are your OH headlines. Our beer of the week this week comes from Northeast Ohio, just east of the city of Cleveland in Willoughby, Ohio, and goes to the first Latin-owned brewery in the state of Ohio. It is Pulpo Beer Company in uh, Willoughby, Ohio, and their Abracadabra Vienna Lager. So, four and a half ABV. Uh, it's got a nice mm. kind of golden look to it golden brown uh it's got a nice i mean definitely has that uh sorry i was getting a head start on the the description here you know talks about the uh, german malts you you can definitely uh yeah it's very definitely taste that german it's very german yeah yeah but it's not it's not overpowering though definitely has that nice easy american lager kind of taste to it but you get the uh the full flavor kind of up front there yeah i think it's it's Really good for a Vienna lager. Perfect on style. Um, it's got a pretty color. Yeah, pretty color. A little yeah. darker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got those yeah. heavy... Uh, it's got that like amber color, as we mm. mentioned, and then just has the, the, the heavy German malt kind of gives it that darker color. So, um, 
you know, as as we mentioned, a uh, little bit of a different brewery, um, you know, oh, yeah. Latin owned, but they they have a number of great beers. Their first beer, um, called Blonde Mamacita. We were also enjoying beforehand a little bit of their Mexican style lager. That was Popo good. Is that Libre. what we were drinking before? Yeah. I don't know. Someone poured beer in my. <laughs> you just took yeah, the, I, here. Have it a could beer. have been pissed, for all I know. It's their it's their Mexican style <laughs> lager. That, well, that one good. was on point. They're very yeah. on style. Um, yeah. But this, I just think, is very flavorful, very smooth, just a very well-rounded beer. Uh, I think, I think a lot of uh, a lot of their, you know, beers are are right on point with their style. Mm-hmm. And Josh, yeah. you were mentioning beforehand, they have some some fun glasses. So they have a yeah an octopus in most of their logos, and then they have uh, they serve a lot of their beers in these like mushroom glasses. Yeah, they've got these like mushroom, and I thought those were their at first glance. I thought they were their flight glasses or something. Those yeah. are just their uh, their pint they're, glasses, really. Um, and they're these mushroom glasses. Just all the stuff they have in there is really cool looking, and the branding, which we'll get to later on the can, is just yeah, the octopus guy. Their their you tap have to get handles that specially are, made, right? I mean, they're, they're, oh yeah, they're they're, they're tap handles. You'll see them if you if you're ever out. They're pink octopus mm-hmm. things. Uh, it's just really fantastic. Saw some of their food on their Instagram. Their smash burgers look incredible. But Big, I gotta get out to Willoughby. Yeah, definitely. Big fan. Uh, obviously, we haven't had. I don't want to speak to the fact that you know, but the two we had, I think, goes to Josh's point. Real on point. I mean, I'm sure some of these other ones kind of are very experimental, so I don't want to knock anything on that. But um, I think for a lot of breweries, try to get way out there. At least the two that we had were very. That's what yeah. you expect, but with a little bit of surprise. Like I said, I, uh, for um, you know a lager and stuff, that's it's yeah, got, it's got a little surprise in there. Though. Those German flavors you might get from more of your traditional German beers, like that's what I really that, like about it. It's nothing too crazy, but no. you get the German characteristics that I feel mixing it with a little bit of an American style. Yeah, yeah. What, what what's kind of usually considered an American style think, beer, which is lager. I feel like a lot of I think going on with yeah. that, they you know they they have their if you have your you know I want to make sure this is exactly on style beer. They mm-hmm. have those, and then they also have your kind of. If you like something a little bit different, they have like a creamsicle pale yeah. ale. Ooh. They have a. I'm gonna try uh, this tropical a, thunder IPA. Looks good. Yeah, that looks real good. The Ohio double IPA. They got a lot of. Uh, yeah, it, I'm very impressed. Got honestly, like a, a little bit of everything though. Never heard of this brewery, obviously before now, and uh, very impressed. I would love to get up there or find some of these other like churro dream. Mm. Ooh, that's mm. a dessert beer, a holiday ale. Yeah, it's a holiday ale. A that churro, sound- a churro holiday ale. <laughs> that sounds oh awesome. Yeah, that sounds real good. And they, I mean, they have a, they have this like Latin popsicle series, like the the one that we was talking about, the creamsicle. They also have a coconut lime pale ale. So they Ooh. have a lot of different coconut lime. Beers. That sounds real good. If you're in the Cleveland area, it's just west, kind of you know Willoughby, right in between that like Euclid and Menor yeah. area. So if you find your way. In Cleveland, especially East Cleveland. Check them out. All right, as we mentioned for this show, we're doing things a little bit different. Uh, not exactly our normal segments. Today we're doing some superlatives for the teams. Uh, you know, up and down year. 
I would say kind of across the board in the state of Ohio. Pretty down here, uh, except for a handful of... Uh, uh, yeah, some ups. Uh, yeah. Some no, ups. I'm saying except for a handful of teams, which we'll get to. Who, so, so yeah. uh, you know, we want to end on a, well, we'll say positive. Some may not be quite as positive, but uh, we'll start with the superlatives. In the MLB, of course, season's been over for quite a while. I Has think it? the MLB just finally did their awards like last week, though. Yeah. Um, so our superlatives might be the last one ever, for all we know. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. <laughs> Baseball <laughs> may be done That's as we true. know it. W- will they ever get back from a lockdown? Maybe when they want money. We'll see. But we'll start off in Southwest Ohio with the Cincinnati Reds. Had a fun season. Got they in some excited. conversations until. I would say slipping, <laughs> slipping along the stretch. No, I'd say September, but it was more like falling off a cliff late in the year. Yeah. So, uh, Zach, we'll start with you. What's your superlatives for the Cincinnati Reds? My superlative is Joey Votto apparently isn't dead and collecting a paycheck. Uh, no, big, big, big shout out. Uh, because you know up till, up till this year, it was it was quite embarrassing. Last time was Josh could probably very much attest to that, but you know this year had a really great two twenty six last year, yeah, yeah. I mean, he hit two sixty six. Uh, th- I think what thirty six home runs, just one RBI short of a hundred. Um, I don't know where that came from. I don't know what happened the last three years, but uh, won't ever quite earn that contract. Which granted, anybody who gets any big contract that that will never earn it. But uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that was a nice bounce back year for him. I thought that was uh, he contributed a lot to that offense and that team, which lacked a lot outside of him and Castellanos and uh, that it Jonathan did. India. That <laughs> it did. Uh, for my Ooh. superlative, I am going to go with the "This is why the Reds don't pay people" contract, <laughs> and it Swear goes to, to uh, Shogo Akiyama. Oh, thank which God. most of you people. Don't really remember. Plays for the Reds. Oh, I, I remember uh, he that. He signed That's a, a coming over from Japan. Signed a three-year, twenty-one million dollar contract. So he's making seven million a year, which is not a lot for some teams, but is a ton for the Reds. And um, this past year, he hit two oh four, twelve RBIs, two stolen bases. Still does not have a major league home run, I believe. No. No, he does not. And his wins above replacement was minus 1.1 last year. Each. So uh, a guy that they expected to put up a, a good spot in their outfield. Obviously, Castellanos and Winker were great last year. But with Castellanos gone, you don't really have anything there. And you have $7 million on a team that doesn't really spend a whole lot of money in with a guy that doesn't give you a whole lot out of that money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Josh, what about you? Who you who you uh who's your superlative for the Reds this year? I'm just going to give them uh most disappointing season in Ohio. Um just just from a you look at that roster at the beginning of the year. And that pitching staff sucked there. Uh, and and yeah, even at the beginning of the year. Like before yeah. the year started, you even thought the pitching staff was a bright spot, and then it turned out to be just terrible uh, in so many different ways, and the lack of offense at, at times, 
while while I was certainly there most of the times, definitely went on crucial cold streaks, injuries, and then above anything else, last time I'll say it this year, a complete abandonment from the front office. You cannot tell me that. I mean, you look you look at look at the World Series. I mean, look at the yeah. Braves. Look at the Braves and what the Braves did, and they and that's why it was so hard for me to watch the World Series this year. You listen to these guys talk about what being active at the deadline did for that team, what being active in free right. agency, what being active at the trade deadline, what all that does for a team that's on the 500 bubble. And you saw that with the Braves. You saw that with the Brewers. You saw that with teams that can buy whoever they want, which isn't the Reds, but be that as it may, there was nothing, no attempt whatsoever from the Reds front office to just make a single move. Yeah, and you look at you look at them, you know, they were – uh, 12 games above 500, August 27th, after a 6 nothing win versus Miami. Uh, that preceded a four-game losing streak, and, you know, they ended up the year just four games over 500. And, you know, they had, I think it was three four-game losing streaks in there. Yeah, it's just like you look at Cassianos, the year he had. You look at, like Zach yeah. said, the Votto had in – you just feel like you're, it's such a waste of so much of you know the talent that was on this roster this year. And now you wonder if the Cincinnati Reds are slipping into uh, yet another abyss. So, most disappointing season in Ohio. I mean, that's fair. I buy that. I buy that. Um, all right. So, you know, Reds, obviously some highs and some lows. Joey Votto, great season. You know, yeah. Castellanos, you know, you could have had him as, you know, the close to an, you know, close to an MVP or at least the half season MVP MVP. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, but some disappointments paltering down the stretch, some money kind of put in the wrong place. And, you know, you falter down the stretch going from, you know, a team that was kind of on the way up but faltered a little bit and who knows where they'll be right, you know, going into the future seasons to a team kind of on the rebuild. Uh, Zach, your uh, baseball team. Uh, do we call them the Indians still? Or, or I'm actually going to jump year? right on that. Uh, my superlative is the only team in professional sports who can fuck up a name change. Uh, <laughs> for people who don't know the processes of changing a name, every team has a group of high-powered lawyers who... Right, vet this, but not just your own team, right? Major League Baseball themselves has a whole group of lawyers who then double check your high powered lawyers to make sure you vet this. Um, don't know what happened, um, but if anybody knows, they had to pay out a roller hockey club, I guess, a bunch of dudes Roll, or women. roller derby, women, roller derby, roller derby whatever, yeah. who get together and play, uh, yeah, for fun, basically and whoa whoa okay fine semi perfect i don't think they're doing it for a living is all i'm saying they do that um they have to pay now <clears throat> they called their bluff basically and they yeah. decided oh, to postpone exactly the whole rollout and then once they finally paid them out more money uh as fans are waiting in line to get in the team shop the sign drops from the <laughs> from the side of the building onto the <laughs> The sidewalk below. Thank God nobody was under it when that happened, by the yeah. way. Yeah. 
Um, Already a PR disaster. Imagine you know, the whole rollout's that. been trash. Typical a little manslaughter on a Tuesday morning would have made it a little <laughs> worse. <laughs> <laughs> would have made it would have made very clear. It's just a very Cleveland rollout. My my bonus one here. Uh, thank God they didn't re-sign Lindor. All I'm gonna go. say on yeah. that one. That was a uh, savvy move, Ahmad Rosario. Not much of a defensive player, but way better offensive season. Yeah, and I think you know. Speaking of, you know, the one guy that they didn't re-sign, I, I would say, you know, the guy that just gets the Mr. Consistency Award for the Indians, you know, once again, is Jose Ramirez. You yeah, know, who got 266, owned out of a silver slugger angle. 103 RBIs, yeah. 36 home runs, you know, no, um, no pitcher had more than 200 innings, you know, pitching in and out, hitting in and out. Yeah, uh, it was you know, a rebuild year. Uh, you know, as far as even position players, nobody had more than uh, the only three guys they played in more than a hundred games were Ramirez, Rosario, and Franmil Reyes. Yeah. So, you know, just so. a guy that that really stepped up to the plate and you know did the little things. And you know, it's great to s- still see a guy that you know can show up to work and you know exactly. produce every day, Miss- even in a up and down year. You can just see. You know, Jose is a guy that hopefully they can keep around and keep his Indian for a long time. Hopefully. Guys, I'm going to give the uh, Cleveland Guardians, Indians, whatever we're calling them for this segment as we look back on the past, I guess the Indians. We'll call them the Indians. For this uh, yeah. I'm going to give them the Chillin' by the Window Award. <laughs> chillin' by the Window. Because the, they're just kind of, they've got, we look back at a July, I think it was, or right before the break. Right. Or yeah, I guess June end of June, and they were kind of there. Yeah, they, mean, were. they were. They were a few games back. Um, I think at one point even they went through a whole week of riding like two games back of the White Sox, and they, they really they, weren't supposed to be doing that. They actually now, had a winning White record Sox, at one point. Yeah, the White, the White Sox, Sox were helping them there, but yeah, like you said, they had a winning record at some point. They have so they have, I think at least from a pitching standpoint, one of the best uh, pipelines out there right now. Uh, they got a lot of guys under young guys under team control, mm-hmm. you know, and and by no means were they terrible this year. Yep. You know, when you look at the Reds compared to the Indians, it's the Reds. You're kind of wondering like, might right. be some regression here soon. The Indians, you don't worry so much. You got a lot of young guys with a lot of talent, and I think they're really just chilling, chilling there by the window right yeah, now, waiting, was, waiting to yeah. get their. That was Next kind of window the, started. The funny part about, you know, we there was the who's going to have more wins, Reds or Indians, and it was like, well, the Indians, obviously. And then it was, well, the Reds, obviously. And then yeah. by the end of the year, they, they you know, they both were Pretty much within, a few, yeah. you know, within a few games in the same spot, both missing the playoffs. Yeah. It's, I, I think there's reason to be optimistic for both teams, but I think as far as momentum... Cautiously, though. Yeah, cautious, I, cautious yeah. optimism, but as far as, like, organizational momentum... You got to look. I think Cleveland's trending upwards, sitting by the window. Reds, yeah, they're lot, they, they lot got more work to darker do. question yeah. marks. Well, speaking of teams that you know could be on the rise, could be on the fall. Some some interesting optimism, especially in the weird uh, the weird spot that is the AFC North right now. <sighs> we move to football, and Josh, we'll start with your Bengals. Who are you giving superlatives to? You know, so far in this season, what eight and six. As we're watching, first place in the AFC North. You got to be at least happy as a Bengals fan so far. 
considering i mean considering what zach and i were expecting oh yeah i mean yeah you you gotta you gotta give a lot of credit to uh the players i think um just because there's been there's been so many games that you you either you either probably should have lost or you did lose because of the coaching staff i think and the players especially offensive wise are really sticking together right now unlike past Bengals teams but my superlative is actually going to go to an individual and that is and this is this is a lot to say this most improved front office executive in ohio to elizabeth blackburn uh you know you just from from an organization standpoint this feel it feels different uh, like going to the stadium as much as I hate that stadium and think it's horrible, the game day experience itself was enhanced. You know, they're bringing in these ruler of the jungle things. They are making way more of an effort on social media. Everyone remembers the some of their... Oh, the schedule release the, Some just, of their silly just attempts. The bangle on the scooter. Some of their silly attempts, but they've hired like a whole new team and everything just from the digital content standpoint and from the game day standpoint. And it's been outstanding work. They sent out this letter to fans like about the playoff push and everything. And then they got their ass kicked the next Sunday, (laughs) but, but the effort is there that they showed that they care about the Bengals and care about the fans. And that's sad as it is different, but give them credit, man. Most improved uh, executives there. Ooh, buddy. Zach, what do you have for your superlative on those Bengals? Uh, for the Bengals, um, that's hard, man. Honestly, I've been I've been racking my brain on the Bengals this year. They 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 threw me for a loop. Um, I know. You guys were all. I was tanking. Yeah, you guys were um, down on them so hard. You know, my. Well, I don't know, Greg. Why don't you go? I'm still all thinking right. on a couple uh, things. So I could have the one that I was thinking early. Just you know, to be a sour puss about the Bengals, not for me, is you know the guy that's let the Bengals down the most this year being Zach Taylor, who's just yeah been awful, an idiot when it comes. I mean, basically lost them the 49ers game. But I think the best superlative I can give is the oh that guy's actually good when he has an offensive line <laughs> award to Joe Mixon, who has been a guy that you know people have I you know in fantasy for forever they've been like ah oh, this is the guy that's gonna break out. And then he ends up with, you know, 600 yeah. yards, misses Every a couple year. games, yeah. and has so many games with 20 yards. Weird bruised toe injury for when eight weeks. you actually have, like, a little bit of room to run, and he doesn't have to do that, you know, make a guy miss three yards in the backfield move right. on a regular basis, he's actually a pretty solid running back. And, you know, if the Bengals can run the ball consistently, take that pressure off Joe Burrow, I mean, you've seen it. They've been a very good team in games that they can run. When they try to do too much, then everybody gets in their own way, and then, you know. It's a classic. People don't want to admit it, but the Bengals have a lot of star power on their team right now, and I always say it with teams that have too much star power. you got to be able to spread the ball out. Right. Just just a matter of fact with the game Um, there. You could also have the, wow, he can actually catch a board. I'm going to go... See, that's why I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. I didn't want to go with this because it seems petty as fuck uh, based on the way I picked them and what they're doing. But I'm going to go with the team that's benefited the most from a shit division uh, <laughs> for some teams really taking a tumble back. I'm just saying, 
I'm not saying they're much improved. They are. But the Steelers are a ghost of whatever they used to be. The Browns have been utterly disappointing. And the Browns and the Ravens are prone. Been, like, and the Ravens are very injury prone. And they've been the t- like the two most injured teams in the league right now. Well, well maybe Ravens the two and most, Packers are the two. And maybe the two most it. polarizing uh, games. Who? The Packers, actually. With who? Devontae Adams? Aaron Rodgers, I mean AJ Dillon is a. Big uh, their whole entire offensive line is pretty much gone. Um, they're actually. Oh wow, are stringers. they starting? Are they starting a a six string tackle right now? Yeah, basically. The Browns, no, the Browns are not basically. The Browns are right now. Yeah, but they're actually, starting Michael Dunn. Per, I don't even per know the who injury, per per the injury list, the Packers and Ravens have the most injuries and most missed starts. Anyway, <clears throat> what Josh? I'm just I'm just saying from a Bengals standpoint. Be I'm you look at petty. you look at Browns and Ravens, and that's probably the most polarizing games from a Bengals standpoint. Well, yeah. you go you go against the Ravens and you kick their ass, and then you go against the Browns and you're not yeah. sure you've ever been on a football. Field no, before. I think what the Browns. I think <laughs> I, what the, I enjoyed. That I think game. what the Bengals have done is great. I'm just saying, I still think like if the division was what it was last year, I think they're still a step back. I just think they've, and that's good. They've taken a little bit of advantage of some uncertainty in the rest of the division because they still lack depth, in my opinion. I still think, and then they're you know they're still offense is not impressive in the least bit, which is more of a Zach Taylor knock than anything. But speaking about non-impressive play calling, let's go to the college football realm. Well, we're not going to get the Browns real quick. Yeah, we got to get. Oh, the Browns. oh yeah, we they the score Browns. a touchdown. <laughs> Well, let's see. We're that back in the game. All right, game. let's go, Greg. What are we doing the Browns? Browns. All right, so for the Browns, there are plenty of, uh, you know, plenty of, well, unsuperlatives that I think we can give out. The offense has been unimpressive. Uh, Odell Beckham has been, you know, Odell Beckham saga has been. Oh, shit, he didn't get that in. Damn. So, you know, a lot of things have been up and down, but. Um, I think my biggest takeaway is a why did this guy fall in the draft? Superlative to Jeremiah Wusu Kormoa. The guy has yeah. been well all we all over know the why field. He dropped in the draft. I wanted the Packers to take him. But that's what I but that's what I mean. He dropped to the second round and he has been, you know, obviously Micah Parsons has been unbelievable. Right. But he's been you know, if in a regular year, he's probably the defensive player of the year. Yeah. So Shout out to him and you know this this team so far. Oh, did they call it? They wiped it. Uh, oh, so close. The, the foot. The foot. I know. Well, the problem is if you got the other foot down before the foot. Oh came yeah. Fully down. Oh yeah. No, he would. If he goes yeah, yeah. left or right, left on that. We're watching the game, by the way. As we're it's going it's the Browns a game, so. Monday night. Uh, they're calling it the network special. <laughs> it's not a network. It's a COVID special. That's what they should call it, that's honestly. What that's what they should start it. calling it. Um, I agree with you, Greg. So you're calling it a ooh, nice touchdown. That touchdown, ah, ooh, right in the funny bone. Right in the funny bone. But that touchdown counts. That touchdown. But uh, Zach, what are your superlatives for the Browns? I mean, uh, Baker Mayfield needs to go back behind the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, leading last year, all that drama. I don't know. They're that team that I think is just super talented, and I don't know if they need some off-field drama. You know, they got rid of. Uh, I honestly thought getting rid of ODB was gonna turn them around. And, and look, they're they're crazy injured. And Greg pointed out in a lot of key spots. You know, it's not so much the number of injuries; it's uh, 
the positions you had injured at the time. Um, you know, hopefully maybe this week Baker taking the week off maybe will help. Yeah, with well, um, having, you know, I, I thought they should have done it having weeks played ago. one in the last. They three should weeks, have done yeah. it weeks ago with Keenum still healthy. Yep. You have the best backup in the league, in my opinion, in case Keenum. Um, absurd. Um, yeah, but you know, I don't know if Baker, like I said, you get some weird drama going on with uh, Dindy Dittany. Um, honestly, it's the please don't give them expectations award because you saw two that's years Cleveland ago, in general. Two, you yeah, never give a Cleveland two years ago. Games. They had all the expectations with Freddie Kitchens coming yeah. in, yeah, fell off, had nothing the first Last year. year. Was yeah, 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 played well, and then this year, expectations exactly. again. That's probably a better one. Uh, yeah, no expectations. Josh, what about you? Uh, since I figured this is one of the ones I had planned because I figured you guys would have me covered on this. Uh, and I also just don't know what to say about the Browns, man. I don't want to make excuses for them, and I don't want to knock them, but I also can't celebrate them. So I'm going this route. Best NFL commercials. Ah, Hands yeah, down. Hands down. I'm sorry. Best yeah, commercials Baker, in Ohio. Best, best NFL commercials. The Baker, uh, Baker Mayfield at home progressive commercials. And I think the latest one with... Uh, uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Alice Alice Cooper there. That's, oh, they also uh, have one with Bernie Kosar, too. Oh, man. Uh, they're fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, Also, he needs to get together on the field. That's yeah. all I'll say. So the last thing, going from the, the NFL gridiron to the college ranks, we'll, we'll highlight, the I, I, I say, probably just the two top teams here. Uh, starting with the Buckeyes. You know, a good season, but obviously anything that doesn't end in a national championship or at least a chance Top at it two teams, kind of comes, in okay. comes into a uh, tough situation. Uh, Zach, we'll start with you. What's your superlative for the Buckeyes this year? The soul-crushing award. Plus two games this year, including one to uh, goddamn Jim Harbaugh, who is like, First of all, the worst, the worst winner ever. Like acted like he just won his tenth straight. He finally fucking won one. What a piece of shit! Just fucking take it and go, fella. Um, honestly, I'm happy about what happened because Ryan Day is now gonna win six, seven in a row. Now, um, but it was soul crushing. Very talented team. Uh, bad hires all around by Ryan Day up to this point. I think he finally learned his lesson. Uh, they went out and spent two million dollars. On a defensive coordinator. But yeah, I give them the uh, soul-crushing award. Just a lot of high expectations. And the one position that everybody thought would be a problem turned out to be a Heisman winner. Who got snubbed, by the way, being a distant fourth in the voting? Get the fuck out of here. No one even watches goddamn football anymore. I I think going off of that, my my award for the the Buckeyes, because you thought they, I mean, obviously you thought everybody had, you know, talent going in. But there were a number of guys you expect, you know, obviously everything came in, Ewers, Master Teague coming up, you know, Olave and Wilson. It's the, oh, these guys are pretty good award. Yeah. You had CJ Stroud, who you mentioned had a, he had a you monster. Know, I was going to say, a, 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 you know, he barely played in the second half of like, he played like, seven, like two games this year. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, in, a, in an area where, you know, no one really lit the world on fire. He had as good of a season as any of the quarterbacks, yeah. uh, you know. And then you had Master Teague, but you had Travion Henderson who went wild. And then the topper, you know, you had Wilson and Olave, but yeah. their top receiver, five Jigba. receptions and yards, was Coming Jackson back, Smith. Baby. And, yeah, 
Jackson Smith and Jigba, who had, you know, what, like 200-something yards in a game. So, oh, yeah. Except, you know, he's yeah. a guy that, that can kind of do everything. So I think it's one of those things where you're like, plus I love oh, the Futures Bright Award, too. I loved got, Olave, or not Olave, sorry, Stroud's uh, Heisman uh, post-text where he said, all the hate is going to hate, and you're just going to make me angrier. And everybody doubts me. I was like, oh, motherfucker, is going to throw for like 10,000 yards next year. Like, absurd. Love it, love it. Everybody keeps feeding it. Uh, Josh, what about you? What's your what's your Buckeye uh, superlative? Zach, what <laughs> what do you think would happen? Yeah, legitimately, what yeah, do you yeah, think yeah, would yeah. happen if this year's Buckeyes team played this year's Bearcats team? No fucking idea, honestly. No, I'm not saying that. Right. I don't. No, think. yeah, I, I don't know no, because yeah. what what Ohio's. It'd be a real tight game. What Ohio State uh, team and what yeah, Cincinnati no, that's team? Enough. That's, that's what enough. I mean. That's Who's going to show up? I, I mean, don't know. I, I'm right not there. saying UC could win. Prob- and and yeah. I'm not talking. See, you proved that I'm not talking about you here, but uh, most insufferable fans. <laughs> that's fair. That's um, every year, though, is it, it not? It, well, so I, I was going to say, like, I went to Notre Dame this year, and Notre Dame's been on my hate list for a long time, and they are off of it Fucking now. hate Notre Dame. The Fucking nicest fans shit. in the yeah, world. Yeah. Uh, just fantastic people and they have a great coaching staff now they're going to be great they're going to be awesome these ohio state fans that preach this cincinnati would lose 68 to 0 to alabama because two years ago they lost some other bearcats team lost 42 to 0 to some other ohio state team and it's just Josh, don't read the fringe. I can promise you reading a lot of the Ohio... No, I'm dead serious. Yeah, that, yeah, they, reading they a lot of the high state message boards, people are rooting for UC. They're all excited oh, yeah. about it. I was going to say, they, they... There are the fringe, I agree. There are very insufferable fans who spout off crazy... they've outscored Cincinnati by... But there, points. but there are a lot of like eleven warriors. The number, the big. Oh Ohio yeah, State I have so much respect. Yeah, use, I have so much respect all for eleven they're, warriors. They're jacked and, yeah. about it. I mean, no, I get what you're saying. Those now. people, yeah, yeah, I know. But there's, there's some the people that are like Tom you need to watch. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> our buddy Tom. No, I mean no, even no. He, even Tom. Like, well, he's a even, UC guy. Even our guy Tom, that's as crazy you know Buckeyes yeah. fan that he is. It's just like. He, even he would like, I, I know he watches the games like you you said yeah. it a couple minutes ago it's just like we've gotten to a point where in college football like how many people are watching the games i don't like, know if, I, I, listened, I was on the radio local radio and a guy called in asking saying you couldn't name one nfl talent on uc's roster and it's just like of several first and out. second team all American. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, say yeah. Get, a Thorpe like, Award stop, winner. Stop it. Watch yeah. the games. Watch the sport that you so right. claim to love. Exactly. Good. I like that. All right. Well, going from those uh, Buckeyes to the Bearcats that were already mentioned, uh, I'll start off here. I guess I haven't started off yet for uh, my award for the Bearcats. Mine's the key to the offense award, and I, we've mentioned a lot about you know the big guys on defense. Desmond Ritter, some of his weapons. But I want to say the key to the offense is Jerome Ford. Mm-hmm. You saw him, you know, in the game that he was hurt uh, against Tulsa, the game that he missed against USF. That offense was up and down shaky. He's a guy that can make this offense, go, you know, six yards a carry. He's a guy that even against Georgia helped to put them up, you know, with some big right. runs. So he's a guy that is going to be playing pissed off against Alabama oh, and yeah. a guy that can really make that offense go. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Josh, what about you? Uh, I'm going to take the... Uh, this This is a big one, but uh, f- favorite team of, of my lifetime, probably. Um, 
just just from an Ohio standpoint. Um, I I could go I could go with a couple Reds teams maybe. I don't think I could go with a Bengals team, but just from a team that has been constantly exciting, even when they've had their bad games, it's been entertaining to watch some of these guys that have been here the past, you know, been on this journey since Tuberville and everything, getting to this moment where we are now. It's just such an awesome story to watch, such a great feeling from like a Cincinnati fan of my generation to finally see this on the big stage and, you see, baby. Yeah. Like, like Kelsey said, like Kelsey said, how about them Cincinnati Bearcats, baby? Uh, Zach, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go uh, secondary wins championships. Uh, <clears throat> you know, college football, we all remember the pounding ground days when running backs were running up. Uh, what's, what's it now? I think quarterbacks have won the last Heisman's was like 11 of 13 or some absurd number like that. And yeah, basically <clears throat> aside of Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it was all the way back to Reggie Bush. Right. Exactly. Um, and I think you see out of any of the teams in the playoff, in my opinion, um, any, a lot of teams, I think they have the best secondary. Um, I thought it was great that, um, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant got to win the, uh, the Thorpe award this year with, uh, you know, just cause sauce always got all the hype. Obviously had a great year. Deserved uh, all American honors as well, uh, but just seeing first of all, you got both of them. That's absurd. Most teams don't get two guys with all American honors, and then you know throw up a word, and then you know a couple guys on the back end, uh, Brian Cook and those guys in the safety zone, you know, playing great defense. And I think that's what I give them a shot. Um, throwing at my Jay Sanders, and if I, I question, don't be wrong. Not saying they're going to, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I give them a shot. Alabama they had have trouble moving the ball against a lot of teams. Auburn, and, who yeah. I don't think I think defense is shit from what we saw from a gimmicky Mike Leach yeah. offense. <laughs> like the, and Mike Leach's offense are gimmicky. That's what they are. They're gimmicks. Got lit. I mean, up. you're. I mean, yeah. Um, you're talking about bad like teams Des that could hardly Ritter, move yeah. the ball. Um, but then, yeah. So I give them a shot. I think they got they got a, they got more than a puncher's chance in this game. All right, well, we got our superlatives on the diamond and on the gridiron. We're going to take a quick beer break, and then we'll get back with the rest of our superlatives. Brewed with premium German malts along with flake corn, pours a deep amber color and finishes dry. Mild, ready, and toasty flavors with low bitterness. Hopped with German hops to keep things balanced. Lagered for six weeks to keep this crispy boy easy to drink. Crispy boy! Crispy boy! Yeah, I love the crispy boys. It is a crispy boy. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I think you used the term sharp earlier to describe it, Zach. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's, it is sharp. It's, it's on point. It's got a little... Got a little style to it, oh, yeah. but it's smooth, great drinking, great beer from such a unique brewery. Yeah. It's got a fun can, too. It's got oh, yeah. the like, Harry oh, yeah. Potter look. It's abracadabra, but you can see... Uh, oh, the, yeah. He does have the little uh, lightning bolt. Yeah, and the glasses. The, yeah, glasses, uh, the signature yeah. octopus that's the top on all hat. there. Type it off. Has the magician's hat. Yeah, oh, with, yeah. Uh, with the Harry Potter glasses. And uh, the little lightning bolt with the with the old like got the little wand '90s magician's wand. Yeah, man, I I, I do like their little octopus thing. He's just kind of like a cute little guy right there, and that's their tap handle again. Just pink octopus guy that you'll uh, <laughs> if, if you see it out anywhere, you you'll be like, oh, 
What's that pink octopus guy? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you can, you know, uh, pretty much across at least that, um, you know, Cleveland area, there's... Uh, Willoughby? You know, between uh, a dozen, you know, probably 10 to 20 different places have... Um, have Pupo on yeah. their uh, on their tap list. So you know, from Avon to Ohio City to Willoughby, Lakewood, even down to to Akron, they have some places. So uh, be sure to check them out if you're in that area. Uh, of course, just at Pupo, they have their own you know tap room and, and restaurant and whatnot. Or you can go around the area to to check out their beers. Uh, PupoBeerCo.com to check out any of their brews. Guys, it's become clear to me now. After using Google Translator, do right. you know what Pulpo means? Octopus? Octopus! Oh! And we are back to our superlatives, talking a little bit of these Ohio teams, things they've done well or not so well this year. Uh, we're shifting from our you know, summer and fall sports to the winter sports. We're going to the ice, talking a little hockey. We've got obviously Zach, who's the biggest, you know, huge you know hockey fan so none. far. Josh as well. Which one of you guys wants to start? Zach, do you want to get us started on the on the? Yeah, hockey yeah, 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 yeah. I'll start. Uh, team I didn't know still existed. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. They somehow still have a franchise there. Uh, well, they've been in the playoffs like. Twice? Whoa! Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like three times. <laughs> oh, I'm no, sorry. No, I would say wait. They made it out of the first round once. I think they made it four times in like their twenty plus years of existence. Okay, I'm hey, done. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. I'm right. Uh, I'm going with best kick out the door. Uh, Torts, a man of rage, really. <laughs> uh, maybe a man of. I don't know. I'll say a man of rage. A uh, man of rage. I think it's good for that locker room to get him out. Uh, they got a lot of young, raw talent there, and you don't need that kind of managerial uh, style there with that much young, raw talent. Right. Uh, I think the Blue Jackets... Abrasive. Uh, yeah, he came out of the gate real hot this year, but, yeah. I mean, have come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, but that just shows, you know, they got a lot of, a lot of young spunk to them. And having more of a developmental managerial style in there than a uh, <clears throat> abrasiveness, if you will, <laughs> will be better for this for the club. Yeah, I think we could go, you know, a couple of uh, different ways. Um, you know, guys like uh, like Albus Merzlikens, you know, could give him some shine. But I think really the the big one that I would point out is just. Uh, you know, best replacement as far as the captain position. Uh, Boone Jenner got the captaincy. Um, obviously, Nick Foligno was the captain of the Jackets for, for years. Was a guy who was beloved in Cleveland. You know, had his commercials and whatnot. But Boone is a guy that's really, you know, is a hard worker. Is one of those guys that you love to see as far as, you know, who you want in a captaincy role. I mean, 11 goals, 7 assists so far. A guy who you know, leads by how he talks and also by his actions. Not exactly the most, you know, vocal person, but kind of a a Midwest, yeah. you know, go about your business kind of guy. So 
certainly a guy that you know you can really enjoy to see for the team. Yeah. Dope. Going from the ice to the hardwood, the Cavs, a surprising Cavs team, sitting at third yeah. place. Looking good, man. In the conference right now, been hot recently. Watched a couple games recently. Yeah, I'm uh, back all in. Josh, superlatives for them Cavaliers. Uh, most exciting team in Ohio to watch right now. Uh, Ooh. I'd say for just for their season, you know, just from a casual uh, NBA fan, you know, you you see games on in, in the bar or what have you, and you're the, you, they're just kind of on and everything. But now, if I see the Cavs on now, I'm tuning in. I'm see they've just got so much young talent on there, um, and. and seeing the way they've stepped up and approved everyone wrong. I mean, I remember when we did our Cavs uh, season preview show. Yeah. And the week they were about to go on with the crazy road trip and schedule they had ahead of them, and they just completely put the doubts to rest. Uh, I think you're watching a young team with a lot of confidence right now, a lot of ball players on that team, mm-hmm. and just a lot of excitement in Cleveland. The All-Star game coming. Uh, young Young talent, I just think they're probably the most exciting franchise to watch right now in Ohio. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Zach, what about you? Who are you shouting out? Uh, GM of the year. Uh, I mean, like, or just the last so I think Colby Altman, Kobe Altman, you know, um, when he was hired, kind of hired in a tough situation, obviously, with everything that happened before. And I think it took some time, right? You kind of heard uh, some of the similar things that, um, you heard from former Sixer GM, you know, with the process and kind yeah. of how that ended for him. Obviously, Sixers are better off for it. But I think when you look at the team he's built, it's not – and I've said this for years. If somebody in the NBA would take the time, like what the Golden State Warriors did there for a little bit, before the Durant, right, where they, they, they took the time, they drafted guys, they built a whole team and not relied on two or three superstars, I'm like, I think somebody could do it. And – I'm not saying this year, but I think when you look at what the Cavs have right now and the success they're having thus far, um, you know, maybe once you get that Kevin Love <clears throat> deal off the books and kind of some pieces like that, I, I like what he's done. I think he, you know, at first got a lot of shit, and I think what you're seeing now, I, I, it's an all-around team. You've got a lot of young guys with a yeah. lot of upside, front court, back court, all over the place, some tweeners. Um, I say give it a year or two. Yeah, get rid of that contract. Stay yeah. healthy for get, a full Yeah, I was going to say get boy, Sexton back. Ooh. This isn't a team. Yeah, Sexton back. This isn't a team you want to face because they could go seven, eight, nine deep. They don't maybe have a superstar, but they've got guys all over. Um, I think he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done. So very impressed. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the thoughts that I had for award was. Still can play ball award for Kevin Love. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, there you he's go. Got, yeah, yeah, he's I mean, bounced he's back a little bit. 12 yeah, and, twelve and six this year. You know, it's been a, a great piece. They've gone on some runs when he's come off the bench. Yeah, uh, you know, also as you mentioned, one of the biggest pickups, Ricky Rubio. That's been, been a guy crazy. that has been you know averaging six and a half. I thought assists. he was gone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought he was gone till this. Yeah, year. he's got like I mean he's got like yeah. a three to one assist to turnover ratio. But I I feel like you know. The the MVC, the most in, most valuable cab. And you could say, you know, Garland, who's been, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mobley, who's, you know, looking to be rookie of the year. But I think it's a guy that 
you know, affects the game in so many big ways and so many small ways on yeah. both ends of the floor and Jared Allen. I mean, a guy who's averaging, you know, 17 and 11, uh, you know, block and a half a game, a steal a game. He's a guy that you can tell, what, right. like, especially in the games that he was gone, the Cavs really struggled. And obviously they had some guys, you know, you know some other guys gone. But just the way he commands the paint and the way him and Mobley are able to play together, it just makes things so much more difficult for players to get those easy shots. Yeah. And you look at the NBA, you know, you're shooting threes, you're shooting this stuff. But a lot of it is some of the easy, you know, yeah, get plays, get guys open, get some layups or some dunks. And, you know, when you have, you know, five or six of those less a game, that's 10, 12 points, that's in a lot of NBA games, the difference between winning and losing. So yeah. he's been a guy that has, you know, I feel like taken one of the biggest steps forward. I mean, you know, you kind of almost forget because he's been in the league for a while that he's only 23, but taking a huge step forward and has kind of become like Jeez. the emotional leader of this team. Yeah. And then even throughout real quick, J.B. Bickerstaff would have hired there. By yeah. Kobe. I mean, I think he's gotten all and more out of this group. I was kind of questionable on that hire. I thought that was kind of, mm, but I think. Yeah, because he they had play, some ups they, and downs in his previous spot. But so. they these guys bought in. They love it. I mean, what do we got right real quick? Sorry, one, two, three. <laughs> like eight guys in double digits, no one over 20, but you got eight guys averaging almost double digits. Yeah. yeah, and you have, I mean, you have days yeah. where you'll have, you know, I mean, Kevin Love will have 25 points. Right. Garland will have 30 points. You know, even Rubio had 36 points at one point this year. So and That's what I think makes him so exciting to watch this year. You have young guys performing to their expectations or past their expectations, yeah. and then you're seeing the vets kind of a renaissance kind of wake up uh, a little bit. with some of these vets. Yeah. yeah. Dangerous team. Uh, guys, for college basketball, I think we're just going to kind of open it up to the state of Ohio. Yeah. Any superlatives that you have for your teams, you know, whether it be uh, – you know, the Bearcats, the Buckeyes, the Golden Flashes, the go- you know, anything that you can see in there. Yeah. Uh, Zach, is there a guy that, you know, you, you want to shout out or, or give a uh, superlative to? Uh, yeah. EJ Lytle, uh, I think, really has an opportunity, you know, Naismith Player of the Year this year. Uh, done everything and more after what he did last year. Uh, real bummer, you know, with the COVID situation, they didn't get another big game with Kentucky that would have been fun to see. Uh, you know, but they knocked off Duke. What he car- he's carrying that team and um I won't say carrying that team, that's not a good word. He's leading that team. I think in the past he wasn't so much of a leader as a guy they can around, but he's taking his game to another step. I mean, he's legit right now to me, um a legit potential player of the year. Um taking his game to a whole another level. I think it helps obviously that they haven't used him as much as the traditional five spot. Um, they let him play a little four, but shooting efficiency efficiently from three. Um, turnovers are a bit higher, but they're running a lot more through him. But yeah, he has kind of been the catalyst for what's now the 14th ranked team in the country. So, uh, Josh, what about you? Who, who's your big superlative shout out? I'm going to a uh, most soul crushing college basketball squad in Ohio, <laughs> the Wright State Raiders. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've, you've gone not just this year, but you've gone three consecutive seasons now winning the horizon in the regular season, but you can't win that tournament for whatever reason. And it's just, it's one one of those, it's, 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 it's one thing to where you see that across these, you know, mid majors and everything where that happens, but 
three consecutive years of it happening, and you yeah. can't make the NCAA tournament is God, that's crushing. And then to pile it on this year, you've started off just missing expectations by a long shot, sitting at two and seven. Excuse me. Maybe this will be the year, man. Three and seven. One and one in the conference as the Horizon yeah. just started conference play. But uh, it seems like there's going to be tougher competition this year with Cleveland State looking good. Uh, great, great uh, Northeast Ohio matchup. Tuesday evening, Cleveland State, Kent State. But, uh, yeah, I just, from a fan standpoint, I'm speaking to a, a niche group here, but, <laughs> <laughs> but God, that's just got to be soul-crushing to win your regular season year after year after year and not make the tournament. That's that's tough. the weird thing about basketball is that tournament, especially for the mid-majors, where you yeah. have teams who that's do tough. it for three to four months, and then you know one weekend can't yeah. get it together yep. or get screwed. And yep. they, did they not make it to the championship each year too? They did not made it. Uh, I the championship game in the Horizon, I'm not sure offhand. I but think they made it one year, one yeah. of the three. Yeah. I was just curious. Okay, yeah, that's rough though. Yeah. Ah, uh, for mine, mine's also going to be kind of on on the disappointing end. I would say. Uh, you know, most disappointing rivalry in Ohio of recent years. Uh, uh, I had to sit through this game, so we're going to have to talk about it. You went? You uh, went? Oh, I was there. Oh. Oh, I was there. I didn't hear, I didn't hear about it at home. My brother. wife went there and doesn't never... Doesn't care unless it's the unless game. Unless that, and then she was like, she was looking at her phone. She's like, "Oh, they won. They beat your school by, you know." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fucking aware. Thanks." So, uh, <laughs> you know, just watching... Uh, you know, uh, Cincinnati team, uh, you know, lose by 20 at Xavier. Uh, the last time, you know, they've won once at the Cintas Center, the first time after it opened. Bob Huggins was the coach the last time they won there. Uh, you know, I just, and, you know, a lot of Cincinnati fans, Friday I don't days think, take coming. it quite as um, seriously as, as Xavier does because, obviously, this is basically their Super Bowl because they don't have any football rivalries right, right, or anything yeah. else. But, you know, I, I was hoping for a little bit more. You know, I never felt like Mick Cronin, um, you know, really took the rivalry seriously. He's been a pretty bad rivalry coach, even at UCLA. Like, all around the, all around the you know. Uh, just another game. Just another just game, another you game. know. John Cooper's. Yeah. So, said. yeah. Yeah, I mean, what I think even in his final four year last year, he was 0-2 against USC. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it would just be nice to see, I think, you know, a team just, just, take it as seriously as, as I feel like we need to. I think Wes Miller, uh, I, I thought what he said after the game meant a lot. I, he takes it seriously. I think he's got to build that, though, right? You yep. got a whole bunch of dudes yeah. who didn't, weren't really recruited here, who kind of came here. They don't well, really let's be get honest. it. The Bearcats are a team that are still developing a, a core identity, yeah. even as uh, just as a basketball program but right he now. looked like Xavier's he got it and team. was genuinely embarrassed like he seemed to buy into it all i think these guys like i said they weren't recruiting like you hear about a high state like high state recruits always talk about as soon as they talk to you you go there they talk to you about this rivalry i think he's gonna instill that in these recruits when they get here i just don't yeah like you said they're they're building top to bottom xavier's a little further ahead yeah, as far as yeah. the program Xavier's, they're at, Xavier's and, um, cream of the crop this year. Eh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they beat Ohio State I don't know, hey, too. I don't, somehow. I don't know what that crop is right now. They beat Ohio State problem. somehow too, and I don't think right now if they played Ohio State yeah. they would win. Well, I don't I mean, know what Xavier's happened been there. A team that you know has 
two years ago would have been on the outside, probably looking in if the, right. if the tournament was played. Last year didn't make it, but you know, I mean, Cincinnati has only won, you know, what, uh, you know, four times since their win in late 2006. So I think about the, the, you know, about I the think he the, buys it. I think that's that'll be kind of that. that they'll get there, but I get what I think. Gray brought up a good point. This is it for Xavier. Yeah, UC's like, got a lot well, going on. They got I, a lot going on because I think you realize, you know, I've actually, you know, this was my first time going to the Cintas to Cintas for the yeah. Crosstown Shootout. What a weird place, by the way. I've mean, yeah. been a, to the Cintas. Well, I know Josh is, he place. works there all the time. Yeah, it's, it's I, a weird. I, I, I guess I what. I've been there a couple times. I've been there but... for Toys Graduation, and then I went to a random game one time. Yeah. Someone's like, I got to say, I was like, okay. It was, it's a weird environment. I went it's not, to, yeah, it's I was not rowdy. Say, well, no, it's it's weird. The one thing it's I like would say about box. it is it's people that like know they're supposed to be excited, yeah. but don't exactly <laughs> understand what they're supposed Why to be excited, excited about. Yeah. They were, they were like mad about obvious calls and then like just, Yelling about yeah. like whatever. It's it, it a almost weird... seemed like a like when you get you know the whole high school it's a weird... to go to a basketball game yeah. and no one knows what's going on. It's a weird place where you go. So. Then you go to turn around and go to fifth third and it's yeah like yeah. Mm, it's on you. It's weird. Yeah, and it's like all right, yeah. A yeah. guy a guy gets an obvious tech for like walking off the bench, which is like right. rule of the law. You can't. And you know there was a guy behind me who I thought was literally going to have a heart attack because of it. <laughs> And I was like, "This is the e- this is literally like that's a charge, sir." <laughs> <laughs> they were calling me smart guy because they took like ten minutes to figure out an over the back, and then the next time they figured it out right away. And I was like, "Oh, you've learned a whole lot." But I mean, that's just kind of how it is, you know. Cincinnati has that interesting, uh, you know, back and forth as far as college basketball. I'll get it. I'll get it. Uh, going on to the last two teams that we have, I don't know if you just want to just want to combine them here. We might just do that. Yeah, we your, your MLS superlative. Both teams having very, uh, you know, very down years. Uh, obviously, Cincinnati expected to be just not worst, and we're worst yeah. again. Uh, Columbus coming off an MLS Cup where you know supposed to be a contender at least and didn't even make the playoffs. So you know, Josh, what is your uh, what is your shout out or superlative to uh, FCC? I'm guessing it might not be that that nice to him. Well, gentlemen, we've reached the point of the show for the naughty children. Uh, and naughty Ooh. children get coal. Uh, so I would like to give coal. I don't even have an award. I'm just simply a lump of coal to FC Cincinnati for continuing to roll out garbage product year after year after year. You know, I went to see... They the hired US. their sixth coach. Yeah, they did. And I'll say they got some good hires there. Proven track record yeah. domestically. Domestic, that is the yeah. one thing that I'm encouraged to see from them is they're hiring people with a proven track record domestically in MLS. However... I watched the women's national team play at the West End Stadium here in Cincinnati. They scored as many goals by halftime as the team whose home stadium it is had scored all season. And I believe even now, after the season is completed, that record would still hold in one half of soccer compared to an entire season. I just I I'm out of words to describe how poor they continue to be. I'm out of words to, and it wouldn't be as bad if if, if you just 
weren't getting the players that you wanted to get. But you have spent more on players than any other team. You have more million dollar players on your roster than any other team. Really? And you yet yes. And you yet are this horrible year after year. Like you're not even close. You're in this year you were only close close by default because another team was bad in a rebuilding year. So Wow. Wow. Cool. Um, my superlative is just going to be the figure it out superlative to Caleb Porter. You look at this team, they have a championship level roster. They won a championship, even in a slightly disappointing season, you know, they've had a solid roster over the last three years. They've only made the playoffs once out of the last three years. The year that they won it, they really snuck into the playoffs and kind of took advantage of a couple of teams that were kind of on downswings. And then so like happened FC to Cincinnati. luck luck into an MLS, you know, cup game at home, even though they were a pretty lowly seated team. And touchdown Browns. And uh you know, they were they were able to figure it out, but you know, they were a team that was expected to be I want to die inside. Hold it. Um they were a team that was expected to be, you know, one of the top two or three teams in the Eastern Conference. And I hate everything. The Browns uh, did not score. The Browns got called for holding. Um such a Browns call. It always is. You can uh, call holding on any other play. But uh, you know, going back to my point. They were a team that looked like one of the best teams in the league for moments. Had some injuries, obviously, but they were a deep enough team that they should have been a playoff team, no question. And the fact that they went through, like, month lulls where they didn't do anything is just... Terrible. Just not indicative of the team and really puts some negative spin on on coaching and, and, you know, worries me about this team. Yeah, coaching-wise, they just kind of... They were just kind of Spottered out, yeah. Yeah, they were just flat some days. My who cares award? Why? Why do they even have the ball? <laughs> the ball is round. <laughs> uh, I was actually gonna give one to uh, you know since I did do something this year, right? They defended their title with the wooden spoon. Is that what they call it? The title. So I mean, back hey, to back, to back to oh three times. So, I mean, hey, you know, someone three peated in this state for once. Josh is looking at me like, "Fuck you." Uh, yeah, I don't really have much more to add. I was gonna say it, but yeah. All right. Well, be, to maybe finish this on I'm a not high gonna note, attempt to pretend like I know what I'm talking. Hey, do we about. have miscellaneous high well, notes? I was just gonna uh, say for the last one we were gonna do is just maybe highlight of the year, whether it was uh, you know one of the teams in Ohio, uh, something good just across you know 2021. Obviously, it was an up and the down. The Urban year. Myers saga in Jacksonville was like every gossip journal that that worked in People Magazine and Us Weekly to Sports Illustrated. That thing was a train wreck from the nth degree, and it continued even after he was fired. And I love every minute of it. Yeah, it's so going recent on uh, the something. things that you you like to see. Uh, you know, Urban Meyer. Going to Jacksonville, none of us thought it was going to be anything more than... We than didn't see that. <laughs> that was... Uh, they could have made a goddamn TV season. A soap opera. Yeah, they, they would have killed it. No one would have bought it. Uh, Josh, what about you? Highlight of the year. Uh, you know, it's hard, it's hard to uh, pass up the AAC championship game at Nippert Stadium 
and seeing all the Bearcats out on the field for that yeah. um, and that moment and having years of, we've talked about it before, but you know, years of coming from, from Tommy Tuberville telling us to go to hell and get a job to being on top of the college football playoff world and being able to celebrate it, celebrate it at Nippert Stadium damn. with everybody like that was so incredible. Oh, flag, One of the God best moments. And the Browns have scored yet again. Nick and Mullins making a flag. yet again been thrown. Greg is in the corner of the room, shuddering in fear. Zach, do you have a moment? You already had his moment. I oh, had my right. Zach had his moment, and Greg's having a moment right now. That's our show, folks. We're uh, 30 Rack so of Sports. <laughs> my moment, I would say, if you want to have a, a great moment, I mean, just having the Browns actually win a playoff, but more or less, I mean, at the beginning of the year, them right. just making the playoffs. It was just... I don't know. It's just, it was just such a relief. And I remember, like, you know, you see people overcome with emotion and fall to the ground. And usually when I do that, it's a negative emotion. That's like, uh, you know, I hate everything. Why why, why me? But uh, we'll see. Hold on. If that gets and it's no, good. They made it. They made it. Okay. They made the extra point. Browns but take the lead on the almost, network special. Mullins almost tripped himself. I know. Out. I was going to laugh so but, uh, hard if he fell, fumbled it, and... <laughs> I think they already called the the illegal contact, but yeah, uh, you know, just being able to fall over and just realizing that you know the team that has caused me so much pain, so much uh, just questioning my existence, finally did something right, and just having a chance to watch a playoff game. You know, some people say, "Ah, oh, I you know I want to watch X Y Z team win a championship with my with my parents." I just wanted to be able to watch a playoff game with my dad. Because the last time that they did, I was seven and didn't know what was going on. Well, you saw it last year, guys. So, you know, getting to see it in 2020. Or in 2020. Well, it was oh, in 2021. You're, you're talking about your highlights. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were that's, that's, that's the whole point of his yeah. thing here. Were you listening to the dude's story, No, I Johnny? just assumed he was complaining about the That Browns sounds like again. me. So, it does sound yeah, like a thing. I listening. So, that's our uh, superlative year. Be ready for... Uh, next week's show. Yeah, we we're gonna Christmas. have some uh, wild Christmas shows. We've got an advent calendar. We're gonna do a little bit of uh, musical beers coming up. Yeah, so should be fun. Should be wacky. We'll be a couple beers in. Uh, Zach and I might get in a fist fight. More than likely. You guys know yes. how we do the holiday episode. You know? We have an award-winning holiday episode, our decade countdown show. Oh, we do, and then. What did we do last year? Oh yeah, we did the twelve dogs of Christmas. Twelve dogs of Christmas. Yeah. We had several. Yeah, yeah. We had our we had a little Christmas journey from Cincinnati to Cleveland. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. You know, talking about uh, all the beers. This time we're going we're across joining the pond. A, well, yeah, or a little beer that yeah was started across the pond, based in uh, Columbus right now. So should be a very fun episode uh, to get you out of here. We want to do, of course, our shout outs. Um, First off, of course, shout out to everyone who's listened to uh, 30 Rack of Sports in 2021. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we enjoy the hell out of this, so we appreciate you know everybody that listens. Also, shout out to you know a beer that a brewery that I'd really never heard until recently. I never heard of this place, but uh, you know, uh, Pupo Beer Company in Willoughby, Ohio, had some fantastic beers that we enjoyed. Uh, most notably, their Abracadabra Vienna Lager. Uh, so for our shout outs. We'll kick it over. Zach, who are you shouting out this fine week? Uh, I'm going to shout out the old studio. 
the Sharonville studio, no longer rest in peace, Greg's place. Oh, uh, you know, we moved into we moved to the West Side. Got a got a beautiful studio, beautiful building we bought. Uh, great facilities. Great facilities here. Uh, only on street parking. A little upset about that, but we'll get <laughs> we'll get over that. No. They didn't validate we're, we're, your garage pass. They didn't validate my garage pass. We're we'll redoing the garage, so it's going to be a five car garage, you know. <laughs> So I can keep my extra vehicles uh, over here. Shout out to Greta. We will be invading your home every Monday for a week, so or a oh. year or uh, however long this goes. Uh, Josh, what about you? Uh, my shout out was also going to be to the old Sharonville studio and for Greg, who has housed our show for yeah. two uh, years for nearly eighty episodes of Thirty Rack of Sports. Damn. So way to go, Greg, for holding down the facilities. Now you can have your spare room back. I know. Oh, it's, no, I, yeah. it was, it you was, have all these extra spaces for oh, activities now. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of a tear went across my eye, but uh, you know, I think the most obvious shout out to my two co-hosts get a nice space that's nearer to them, uh, so they don't complain as much that's about having pretty, to drive all the way close. up to Sharonville. But now you have to drive. But uh, <laughs> you know, having a couple of weeks off, and uh, you know, at yeah. the end of the year, you get very you know introspective and i think some of the best parts of my week are uh you know f- fighting with both uh both zach and josh about their incorrect this sports is, takes this is most of my social time outside of family and work so, <laughs> so there yeah, you go primarily what i do so i uh, want to give a shout out to the whole 30 rack crew yeah. those of you that are on set or supporting us anywhere where you can find podcasts so thank you so much for listening to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. We'll be back next week, probably dropping middle of the week next week. So yeah, keep those notifications on. See when we're going to drop our next podcast. For Zach on the opinions, good, bad, or otherwise. Peace. For Josh on the ones and twos. I go by cuts. I'm Greg. Thank you so much for listening to 30 Rack of Sports. I really hope the Browns. Oh! oh!